Well, we're in the book of James, and um, we've been hearing about trials and disappointments and difficulties. And uh, I've, I've entitled this morning, Transformed by the Word. Transformed by the Word. And we're in chapter 1 and at verse 16 of the book of James. And I pray, Lord, please would you speak to us this morning. Would you warm our hearts? We don't just want our intellect to be stimulated, we want our hearts to be warm. Please speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. James chapter 1 and verse 16. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he's created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry because human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word implanted in you which can save you. And don't be merely listen to, don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they had heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in whatever they do. Those who consider themselves religious and don't keep a tight rein on their tongue, they deceive themselves. Their religion is worthless. The religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans, keep widows in their distress, and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And I want to speak this morning, picking up on what we've heard the last few weeks, we've heard about the trials, and we've heard about the disappointments and the challenges and, and temptation, all that stuff that, that presses in on, on us. And I think this morning, James has some wonderful reassurance and help for us if we will, if we will hear it. And so I'm going to speak about the problem, and then I'm going to speak about the provision. And then I'm going to speak about the prize, okay? It kind of works. Three Ps, okay. So, the problem. Now, the problem is fairly straightforward, really, isn't it? You don't need me to tell you about the pressures of the culture around you, right? You all know the, just the, the pressures to, you know, when you leave here and you... I mean, it's been lo- wonderful, wonderful to be here this morning. Well, you'll be going crashing into a new week on Monday, and you'll be going into a very different place, and uh, 
There's going to be a bit of a battle. The, the Christian life is a battle. Taking your stand and persevering. Yeah? The, the pressure of the, the media pressing in on you with all kinds of depressing stuff. Social media. Oh, goodness me. You know, image. All the stuff kind of absolute, like a great wave coming over most of us, day after day after day, you know all about that. Here's the problem. I'm sure you, you know about that. And the, the disappointments, when we blow it, when we fail, when we feel no good, it, we, we, you know the problem. And James is writing to these dear folks, they're feeling the pressure. And increasingly in our culture, where we're not a Christian culture, we feel the pressure, don't we? We feel the pressure. There's a great verse in Romans Chapter 12, verse 1. If you click on to the next slide. And um, in the J.B. Phillips, it's, 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 a, it's a one, some of you will know this. It's a, a, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Can we have the next slide up? Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. And that's, so, that's a lovely phrase, isn't it? That's what happens. We sort of, we feel we're getting pushed. We're getting kind of squeezed. We're... We're, we're, we're just not... It, it's a pressure. And we can find ourselves like the world. You want to click on a bit? We think we've got stuck with the... Let's see, there we go. And that, you know that feeling on a, on, 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 on a daily basis, being squeezed into the way of the world. And James is wanting us to avoid that. He's wanting to avoid that. And he's got some beautiful things to say to, say to us here. And I mean, there's a lovely verse in verse 12. I did it just a bit earlier on. Right in the middle of all this, he's talking about trials and stuff, and he says this in verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person's going to receive the crown of life. And so he, he wants to encourage them, and he, he wants to encourage you this morning. There's some beautiful things that are going on here. We, we, we need encouragement, don't we? Because sometimes we're thinking, I'm not doing very well. What must I do? What must I do? And sometimes we can get into uh, the whole thing of feeling guilty and overwhelmed and so on. And Lord, I, you know, I, my devotions didn't go so well today. I, I, it, it just didn't happen. And you know, we've got a few chapters behind in our devotions. I won't ask for any hands on that one. We, you know the pressures, don't you? It can be really, really, really hard. And James wants to encourage us that there's wonderful provision has been made for us. And that's my second point, the provision. How do we keep going? How do we persevere? How do we keep our heads up when we're being kind of overwhelmed by the culture around us? Well, I've got three, I've got some wonderful things here that I think will help us. How The provision, you see, do you remember the, the Pharisees, they went to Jesus and, and they were saying, remember one particular Pharisee who said, what must I do? What have I got to do? Which is, a, I'm very good at ticking boxes. I'm, I'm very good at doing that stuff, but it feels like there's more to be done. What must I do? And, and Jesus said, well, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbour. And he immediately put that into box ticking talk. Okay, so who's my neighbour? How many have I got? Oh my goodness, how do I... How do I do that? And then Nicodemus, there's another one, came to Jesus at night. 
Pharisees were very good at ticking boxes. Very good. But that wasn't enough. And so you remember the story of Nicodemus coming to Jesus. And what must I do? What have I got to do? And, and Jesus said to him, Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. That's where it starts. You've got to be born again. This box ticking will, will never give you the kind of life that I want you to have. You need to be born again. And that's my first point under this provision, born by the word. That's where it begins. That's where your walk with the Lord began. You were born again, born by the word. Look at this, verse 18. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. You were born again. You didn't just tick the boxes and, 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 and obey, you know, make sure that you, you, you fulfilled it all. You needed to be born again. And that's where your walk with the Lord began. That's where your Christian life began. You were sovereignly and beautifully born again. A miracle of God's grace. You remember what Jesus said to Nicodemus, the wind blows wherever it wants, so it is with the Holy Spirit. So I want you to know, as you sort of wonder, maybe you're feeling a bit of a failure this morning. I've not been doing very well. I'm behind with my devotional time, and I've blown it in my witness this week. I I want you just to catch hold of this. You've been born again. The, 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 you've been born again by the word. And that word there is the Lord Jesus. You, it, it's him. He's the word. He's the logos. He's the one. You were born again when you accepted the Lord Jesus into your heart and life. That's where it begins and that's where it goes on. We're born again by the by the word. Verse 17. This is a lovely verse here in verse 17. Did you see this one here? Um, Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Isn't that lovely? Father of creation, the one who put the the lights in the heavens. Abba, he's our father now. Abba, father. You have the spirit of adoption that says, Abba, father. Don't, Don't let the guilt bury you. Let your father lift you up. So, folks, we're born again by word. This is the gospel. This is the good news. That you, when you received Jesus as your saviour and you said, I can't do all this box ticking. I can't, I just can't perform. I can't do all that stuff. That's where the gospel comes in. And Jesus says to you, I died for you. I laid down my life for you. So you could walk in the, 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 the joy of new life. That's where your Christian life began. If you've never accepted Jesus as your saviour this morning, maybe you've come to the end of your tether. I, I've just been trying so hard. Dear friend, this is the good news, the gospel. Born again. The, word, the implanted word, it says there. It's, 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 it's in you, the, the word, the life of the risen Lord Jesus in you. Isn't that wonderful? He chose to give us birth through his word. Isn't that beautiful? John 1.12, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor human decision or husband's will, but born. 
That's you. That's me. If you've accepted the Lord Jesus. You know, I quote this verse so often. 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For the God who said, let light shine in darkness, has shone into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Where? In the face of Jesus Christ. Dear friend, don't, don't let yourself be condemned and crushed. You're a child of God. You've got the, his life implanted in you. Peter after his huge failure, denied Jesus three times. What was the first thing Jesus said? Peter, just go get your quiet time sorted, for goodness sake. What did he say to him? Do you love me? Do you love me? I've got a wonderful quote to give you here. I hope it's going to come up in a moment there. This is from a guy called Alec Latier. He writes this. Our progress to the crown is expediated, moved along. Our progress to the crown is expediated not by our powers of endurance, but by the depth and reality and pervasiveness of our love for him. We live by what we love. The shape of our lives is determined by the joys of our heart. I love that. Do you like that? Isn't that beautiful? Aren't you glad that it's like that? <laughs> oh, I've got to... Do you mind if I read that again? As I say, Alec Matea. Our progress to the crown is expediated not by our powers of endurance, by the depth and reality and pervasiveness, that means it gets everywhere, of our love for him. We live by what we love, the shape of our lives, is determined by the joy of our hearts. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Do you love him? Do you love the Lord? Do you? If you haven't been doing very well lately in your daily walk, start there, loving the Lord. Devoted to the Lord. Expressing your devotion to him. Hey, you can join us on King's Daily, if you like, in the unashamed plug here. I'm going through this. We're going through the Psalms in the morning. I've, I've just, I mean, I've got stuck in, in Psalm uh, 16 at the moment. I, the last verse of Psalm 16 tomorrow. Come and see what's in there. It's pretty special. Devotion. You see, James could have given them a, a, a Bible reading plan. And that would be a good thing. But he knows that that could just be a matter of moving a bookmark on a few pages every day. And we want more than that. It's devotion to Jesus, the implanted word. Our devotion to Jesus. So we've been born again by the word, transformed by the word. And that's my second point, really, loving the word. We've been born by the word and we're called to love the word. That This is our, should be our response, loving the word. Loving the Lord Jesus, loving his word. He speaks to us through here. So, you know, when you're going through your devotions, it's not just ticking off the chapters. Think of those guys on the road to Emmaus. When they began to see Jesus in here, their hearts were warmed. Their hearts were warmed. Don't you want your heart warmed? I do. So, dear folks, I, and this, I, let me be really practical here about loving the word. He wants you, you were born of the word. You've got the implanted word in you. 
He wants you to be loving the word, loving the Lord, loving the Lord Jesus in his word. Let there be devotion in your heart. And I, and I plea in this day of social media bombardment, the words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, at the dawn of each day stands the God who made it. So therefore let all other voices be still, be silenced, and let the first thought and the first word belong to him to whom our whole lives belong. I unashamedly would encourage you to find that those moments before you plough into your day, at the very least to say, Lord, I love you, I want to honour you, I'm so grateful. And if you've lost that sense of wonder or your walk with the Lord, there you go, ragamuffin gospel on the bookstore. Hey, do use the bookstore. Use it or lose it. Good bookstore. There you go. Ragamuffin gospel. That's on the bookstore. And maybe, you know, I couldn't, this is another classic. I'm sure many, are you, yeah, you've got to read one, not read that. It's a bit harder, but you've got to, knowing God, J.I. Packer. Anyway, loving the word. This is where our devotion begins. This is where our, our walk begins. Loving the Lord Jesus. Okay, so let's, let's, um, let's move on a bit. We, we, we're loving the Lord. Um, the trans, uh, where am I up to? Verse 18. Um, okay. He chose to bring us life through the word that we might be a first fruit of all that he's created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you. Humbly accept. That means we're, we're called to not just just read scripture, but, but receive. Like this morning, when you're sitting here, receive the word. Humbly accept. Yes, Lord, I, I take hold of that. I, I, I want that in my life. I want that in my life. Humbly receive. Okay? That's my next point, really, here, being transformed by the word. That's how it happens. That's how we get transformed as we... As we a devotion to the Lord is in place and we're, we're, we're finding him in scripture and we're humbly receiving it. Folks, I'd rather you read one verse of a morning and, and just chewed on, and, and allowed the, just took hold of that verse and plow through four chapters, job done, off we go. Receiving the implanted word, okay? We're cooperating with God. Working in our lives, the implanted word. This morning, I hope you're cooperating with what you've heard already and what you're hearing now, that you're cooperating. Yes, Lord, I, I'm taking hold. Because this is an area where we can deceive ourselves. That's what James says twice in this little passage. Don't be deceived, don't be deceived, don't be deceived. And he goes on to speak about the person who just hears the word and moves on. They're like someone who looks in the mirror and then just walks away and forgets what they've seen. When you look in the mirror, you usually look at, well, unless you've got a problem and you're just admiring what you see. When you look in the mirror, you're looking there to see what needs doing, okay? That, that, that's why you generally look in the mirror. And, and, so you, and so if you're all stubbly, you have a shave. And if you've got shaving foam in your ear, you, you get rid of it. And, and 
Do, do you get it? That, that's, why we, that, that's why we look in the mirror. And so when we look in the Word, we're not just, we, we, we don't just want to be hearers. Yes, yes, nice word, Pastor, on we go. No, 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 Lord. Lord, I, okay, this applies to me. I, I, I want to be more like you, Lord Jesus. I, I want you to be working in my life. I want to be getting closer to you and enjoying you and pleasing you. Okay? So being transformed. In fact, there's, a, there's another bit of that quote from, from um, uh, uh, what was his name? Hmm? No, no, no. The translation. I need my wife very much. Who is it again? Oh, yeah, J.B. Phillips. You can't find it anymore. Wonderful translation. J.B. Phillips. Don't, what does it say? Let me give you the whole verse. Is it Romans 12? It says, this is J.B. Phillips' translation. With eyes wide open to the mercies of God, I beg you, dear brothers and sisters, as an act of intelligent worship, give him your bodies as a living sacrifice, consecrated to him, acceptable to him. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold, but let God remold your minds from within so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you is good and meets all his demands and moves towards the goal of true maturity. Isn't that lovely? Let God be molding you through his words, speaking to you, the Holy Spirit working in your life. More than hearing. It just says there, which is able to save you. Now, let me just give you a bit of reassurance there. That doesn't mean that you're not saved and you've got to keep on making sure you're ticking the box to be saved. Sometimes the Bible uses this word being saved as the whole process of getting you from when you were born again to when you get to glory. Okay, that's the full job of your salvation. All righty? And so, don't worry. We're saved by grace. We're saved by grace. Born again. But our salvation is not complete until we stand face to face, made new. Yeah? Got it? Okay, so, there's the, the, this is the, the transformation. So, how do we... How do we release this in our lives? As I say, by our, by our devotion. Now, here's the thing about your devotion. I wonder if any of you have a problem in, in believing, in, in really understanding that, that our God is a God of, of great joy. I think some of us have got that attitude that God is like always a bit disappointed with you. Oh, no. Failed again. Oh, no. I want you to know God is a God of great joy. If God is not a God of great joy, we better head for the hills. But he is. He's a God of great joy. I want to spend time with my heavenly father. I do. I want to spend time with him. He's got a great joy. The joy you know, the, that, that one, my mind's going off to, to Narnia and the new creation bursting into life, everything singing and, <laughs> yeah. Conducted by Aslan. Our God is a God of great joy. He loves your company. You know, I, I battled for a long time with this whole thing, um, feeling I was a disappointment to God most of the time. 
And uh, dear J.I. Packer, help me, and you know that my favourite quote is going to be on my tombstone one day. And it's, it's not so much that I know God, but that he knows me. I'm engraved on the palms of his hands, and there's never a moment when I'm out of his thoughts or his attention falters. And the wonderful thing about his love for me, it's based at every point on prior knowledge of the worst about me, so that no discovery he can now make would disappoint him about me the way I'm so often disappointed with myself and quench his determination to bless me. He loves you. This is the grace of God. He wants to spend time with you. He wants you to cry, Abba, Father. That's the key to your devotions. That's the key. That's the key to going on with the Lord. That's the key to enjoying reading scripture. Knowing that he loves you. So join us, King's Daily, tomorrow morning. Hopefully be blessed. Eight o'clock on our YouTube Doobie-doo. So we've had the problem, the provision, the prize. <laughs> oh, well, I already read that bit out, really. Verse 12, blessed are those who keep going. Blessed are those who keep walking the walk. Blessed. Because God is blessed. You know, that word blessed, it's a makarios, happy. And we're blessed. We're blessed. And... Uh, it, it, you know, it says there we're kind of first fruits of all that he created there in verse, verse 18. That's you. That's me. That's you and me. Absolutely beautiful. The prize. One day, one day, we, we, one day you and I will stand before the one that we love. Our Heavenly Father, our Saviour. And we'll see him face to face. And we've got to say, like, like Paul, I fought the fight, I finished the race, I've kept the faith, and now there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only me, but all who have longed for his appearing one day. What a prize. What a Dear folks, if you're going through trials just now, if you're finding it hard, if you're feeling a bit of a failure, I know we know the problem. I hope you understand the provision. You've been born again. That's the gospel. If you haven't, if you've never given your life to Christ this morning, we'd love to pray with you. you the gift of God, the grace of God, the kindness of God. And knowing him and loving him, that's the engine. That's the engine. I'm going to read that again. Got to read it again if I can find it. Our progress to the crown is expediated not by our powers power of endurance, by the depth and reality and pervasiveness of our love for Him. So when you open the Bible tomorrow morning, Lord, I love you. I love your company. I need you. I'm maybe not feeling anything. I'm feeling worn out, overwhelmed about the week ahead. Lord, I love you. Come, Lord, please. Open my eyes. I want to see wonderful things in your word. Come with a heart of love. Don't be deceived, just ticking boxes. Come with a heart that loves the Lord and let him speak to you.